tap in. You're listening to Pulse Radio with Randall and Shelby, the heart of the culture. I've been seeing a bit of TikTok discourse on the show Grownish and how it's not a good show. And I just had a couple quick questions. So, like, what makes a show a good show? Is it the writing? Okay. Grownish doesn't have that. Is it the the acting? Fine. You got me. Grownish does not have that. Is it the the directing, the cinematography, the casting? And you got me there again. Grownish does not have any of those things. But do you know what Grownish does have? Vibes. And that is difficult. You cannot find that in a script anywhere. You cannot you cannot direct that. And do not get me wrong, I understand the critiques completely when people are saying that we need to lock Kenya Bears up and throw away the key. I get it, I really do. But when I watch that show, I feel brain dead in the best way possible. I've reached a new level of hate watching. I am practically levitating when I watch that show. Turning a blind eye to the issue not only makes you disrespectful, it makes you a bad black person. You're listening to Pulse Radio. What is going on, everybody? This is Randall Barnes, the host of Pulse Radio, in the building for another special edition of our Grownish After Party for part one of the two-part Black Lives Matter episodes. And I'm live on HBC Pulse Instagram Live right now. And people can see the title. People can see the title. This Grownish episode was trash. And I'm going to sue Freeform for false advertising. All right? Because, man, how they hyped up this episode. And this is what we got. Turning a blind eye to the issue not only makes you disrespectful, it makes you a bad black person. Really? Really? And I see people in the comments already. I know my family's going to be here, man. Let me go turn down the music before, man, listen, before Freeform takes me down and I'm out to sue them for more. So I see someone in the comments. We're going to read the comments today. We're going to have some vibes today. We're going to bring Janae on. It's going to be an amazing episode. Thank you to everybody that's tuned in. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, I am a wanted man out here in these streets. All right. So I'm on TikTok now, uh, Pulse Radio 100 on TikTok. And I did a couple TikToks where I, sp- I spoke my mind in my in support of Shakari Richardson. And the TikToks have gone viral at this point. And also a lot of folks have been mad at me. All right. And then also I did my take on the baby and folks weren't feeling that. Not as many people were on me because a lot of folks agree with what I had to say. But I'm a wanted man right now. And listen, now what we have going on on Twitter is that five of the folks alongside me, because I'm, I'm age six, that were watching and live tweeting groaners because there weren't a lot of folks that was watching it. <laughs> they have problems with me and they're saying I'm trash. And this Black Lives Matter episode, A Boy is a Gun, was just the best episode they've seen. Oh, my gosh. It was it was amazing cinema. It was just, oh, they, they want the hand claps, man. They want the vibes. They want the Emmy Awards I was talking about. They want all of that. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to inform you that this first part of this two-part series of Black Lives Matter episodes has been terrible. We got to talk about the Raiders real quick, first and foremost, all right? So last week's episode of Grownish, it it went up from, you know, the week before. 
If you look at the grownest ratings, I'm looking at TV series finale.com. This is linear television. So it's looking at, you know, the streaming numbers as far as like, you know, watching it on TV, the folks that are watching it on TV, it does not factor in Hulu watching does not factor in as far as like streaming. Like I watch on YouTube TV. So it does not factor that in, but the ratings for grownish have been abysmal for the past two seasons. It used to get like 400,000 people close to 500,000. These past few episodes, we're at 268,000 people that watched it and only a 0.10 in the 18 to 49 demo. And like really the numbers are fluctuating and outside of the Olympics, there's not a lot of competition that we've seen these past two weeks. It's not been that. It's not like, oh my gosh, I'm trying to watch the Olympics and I'm going to watch Grown on Hulu. That, that's not what's going on. NBA Finals were going on. That was not, you know what, I'm going to watch Giannis and Chris Paul <laughs> in the NBA Finals instead of watching Gronish. That, that I, I should have said that. That was not what was going on. So Gronish's ratings are sliding. I promise you, I've not seen Gronish trend ever since season two. And I look at Twitter, every time we do this show, Gronish has not trended. But for some odd reason, with the sliding rating numbers, and with, you know, the, the, no one's really talking about Gronish anymore. You see a lot of folks that are ardent against Gronish. They're worse than me. And you heard Mary Huma on TikTok. Go follow her. You heard her, her satirical take on the show. She hate watches and she levitates because of how much she hates that show. And I'm levitating right with her. So it's not just me. My take on this show, and we're going to talk about it a whole lot more when we bring Janae on, is this. This was false advertising. How Freeform boosted up this episode, I thought that, that we were going to get the vibes, man. I thought that we were going to mess around and start crying. We all were going to come together in solidarity and put our fist up because, oh, my gosh, they gave me different world. They giving me Fruitvale Station. They give me Judas and the Black Messiah. That's what I thought I was going to get. But instead, all I got was the same old sit sitcom-y jokes that aren't even funny. The same soap opera storylines. Oh, Javier bought me a watch, but it, Vivek, Vivek winked at him. Why are you wink winking him? Oh, you picked out the watch. And then Diggy, my guy, shout out to Diggy. This was his episode. He stepped up. He overacted a bit in his serious moment, but he has really emerged in this show. And you give him a serious moment, and then the girl that just said this to Diggy, Turning a blind eye to the issue not only makes you disrespectful, it makes you a bad black person. The girl that said that to Diggy, all of a sudden, they kissing Doug and I guess his name's Kiki. Doug and Kiki kissing. Mind you, they had a whole entire thing like, oh, that's Luca's sister. Yeah, I wasn't trying to talk to your sister. Yeah, she's my resident in, in, in my dorm. Like, dog, I, I don't, I, and I said this on Twitter, it's been a lot of people mad. I, I just don't understand people like this show. I feel like at this point, y'all gotta, gotta point me to it. Because, like, man, like, y'all got to be getting paid. Y'all got to be making some serious money to show for this show the way that y'all are. This show is terrible. And I talked about on last week how we have to hold our people accountable. And my thing is this. Gronish is not going to get better. That ship has sailed. Because they have high school young women. They have these young women in college that know that, that they do not act like that as black women in college. They don't act like Zoe. They don't act like none of them folks. And like, 
I just honestly feel as if we have to call them out. And I think that the audience has to call them out. Like y'all that are in this 18 to 49 demo that slides every day. Like y'all got to call them out and say, Kenya Varys, this is not good. We want more representation of the shades of black women. We want more diverse storylines. We don't want just the, the relationship sap storylines. And we want you to give us blackish. What I realized as I'm live tweeting Ronis with the five people that were tweeting with me is that the folks that don't like Gronish just simply don't watch it anymore. And I'm the only one that does not like Gronish that watches it because it's a good business move because y'all are watching, uh, people are listening. Like So it's like, might as well do it still because I was about to stop doing the evening's recaps. I was going to let Janae and Taryn, who, who was on the team, I was going to let her handle it. You know what I'm saying? Like, But I'm like, man, might as well come back. I'm pretty sure it's going to be better. They had time to make it happen. I'll give them season three, but it still is not good. And here's what I want to do. I know I've, I've been I've been talking and is, we're talking for eight minutes, and we're gonna bring Janae on. But I want to talk to you guys really quickly about Blackish and about the comparison of these two episodes that I just watched. Kenya Barris, I see people saying this, and you know, I and the the, the young lady on on TikTok, Mary Huma, said this in her caption on TikTok. That Kenya Barris' LCU, like light skin universe, <laughs> like light skin cinematic universe based off of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they said it has to go. It has to stop. But check this out, right? Kenya Barris is an amazing writer. He's an amazing creator. Because he gave me one of the best moments of TV history that I've ever seen. Born in the 1990s, I get a, I didn't get a chance to see Different World in when it was out. I didn't get a chance to see, you know the Cosby show when it was out. I didn't get a chance to see all these amazing shows. Anyway. I was young for Moesha. I watched Moesha, but I was young. I couldn't take it in. So Kenya Barris, when I was a freshman at Fort Valley State University, gave me this moment, and I put it up on my personal YouTube. And to date, this video has 296,926 views on my personal YouTube. I put this up February 25th, 2016, when this episode first came out. For y'all that think I'm just talking trash about Gronish and I'm just being so mean and so hateful towards Gronish, if ABC doesn't take down this podcast and this live, just give me a minute and 46 seconds to show you what I wanted from Gronish. All right? So this is Anthony Anderson's monologue in the episode Hope that was that was about police brutality and the family's different takes on it. And it was funny. It was timely. And this moment, y'all... Literally, it still gives me chills as I watch it. So I want y'all to listen to this and check it out. And then I need y'all, if y'all want to see this for yourself, don't go to the people that actually stole it from me because a lot of folks stole this clip from me. Go to Randall Barnes' YouTube, and it's called Anthony Anderson Monologue on Hope and Obama on Blackish. So I want y'all to check it out. Wake up! Let's say they listen to the cops and get in the car. Look what happened to Freddie Gray. Yeah, and what if they make it all the way to the station? Mm -hmm. You remember Sandra Bland? And let's say they do make it to trial. Mm -hmm. You see where that gets us? Don't you get it, Bo? The system is rigged against us. Maybe it is, Dre. But I don't want to feel like my kids are living in a world that is so flawed that they can't have any hope. Oh, so you want to talk about hope, Bo? Obama ran on hope. Remember when he got elected and, and, and we felt like maybe, just maybe, we got out of that bad place and made it to a good place. That, that the whole country was really ready to turn the corner. 
You remember that amazing feeling we had during the inauguration? I was sitting right next to you. And we were so proud. And we saw him get out of that limo and walk alongside of it and wave to that crowd. Tell me you weren't terrified when you saw that. Tell me you weren't worried that someone was going to snatch that hope away from us like they always do. That is the real world, Bo. And our children need to know that that's the world that they live in. So tell me, anybody that likes Gronish that's on this live, the folks on Twitter that said, oh, I, you're, you're like, this episode's not trash, you're trash. Tell me that, that we got dialogue like this in this episode. Somebody tell me that. Please, please lie to me. Please lie to me. This is from 2016. This is not from 1986. This ain't from 1996. This is from five years ago. I was a freshman at my HBCU, and I watched this. It hit me, man. It made me emotional. And I went on Windows Movie Maker because I wasn't that fire editing at the time. I went on Windows Movie Maker. And I got this clip and I put it up on YouTube and I did a commentary on it as well. I might drop that later on. That was powerful. All I'm saying is this. I'm going to bring on Janae. Like, you cannot tell me that there was a moment that was synonymous with this scene right here in the Hope episode of Blackish in season two of Blackish. There was no moment like this in this show. And that was my problem. What was this episode about? You built it up forever oh this is gonna be black lives matter we're gonna talk about the protest but you spend like five minutes talking about the protest and regurgitate twitter points and then the one moment where doug wanted to get his anthony anderson on you make it a storyline about him and luca's sister getting it on together but oh i'm trash and oh randall's just hating y'all hate you hate this show randall okay this is this is what's good to people okay I'm just a hater. All right. Let's bring on Janae at this point. From the shade room to your news feed, we brag different. You're locked into HBCU posts, now trending worldwide. Janae. Hey, what's up, HBCU Pulse family? How you doing today? Uh, I'm doing okay, I guess. Uh <laughs> <laughs> why, so, so why do you guess Janae? why do you guess you're doing okay so well this is going to be revealed later and so I don't want to give too much away but pretty much you guys Randall gave me an assignment to think about my favorite grownish episode ever and if you can think about any show that you like you can probably think about your favorite show like your favorite episode like for example my favorite show ever is Martin my favorite episode is when Gina has to work in Shanae's shop to get the tickets for Martin so you can go to the game and she had the tickets all along you know so like that's my favorite episode but when he gave me this assignment I was like wow what prolific like prolific Grownish episodes are there, and I really had to think about what I truly like. So I guess it just it's like mm, they can't do anything memorable besides mess up. That's why I was saying mm, okay. <laughs> so like the reason why I did that was because we're gonna take a deep dive today. Because Janae, I'm a wanted man in these internet streets. Like they're going at me for my Shakari takes, and and and, and listen, I saw you saw my TikTok, 
Like they going in on me. Now, I don't think you follow me back, but it's fine, okay? Because I saw, saw it's like, I said, like, like it said, Nate Mogul like this. I'm like, oh, that's, that's Janae. Let me follow her. I don't think you follow me back, but it's fine. You able to see the witness how they were ganging up on me. The whole, the whole country of Jamaica was ganging up on me. Like on the podcast, I didn't show love to Elaine, to everyone that, that place. Now Jamaica took over. They didn't hear that. You know what I'm saying? Like, but now, Groners, the five folks that watch Groners and live tweeted, two of them got, got smoke with me at this point so i want to address it like i don't want to be a caricature of myself like you know when it comes to media personalities janae and this is something that Charlemagne has talked about and we, i see it all the time in sports media like skip bayless has become a caricature of himself lebron can't do anything without skip bayless criticizing it it used to be like well that's a good point lebron does pass up the last second shot or that's a good point lebron did do badly against the mavericks lebron does do xyz but now it's like, dude, you 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 seventy years old, like like you seventy years old old, and you're critiquing Space Jam, and you and your wife, yeah, which at y'all big age, sitting there watching, <laughs> sitting there watching Space Jam one and two to compare, which one's better? He's a caricature of himself at this point, and I'm like, you know what? I don't want to be a caricature of myself, Janae. I just want to speak my mind and just give my opinion about how terrible this show is, and this episode. Just it, it, this episode, it was it, it's almost incomprehensible how bad this episode was. And uh, the first thing I'll say before you do the recap is I'm gonna sue Freeform. All right, I was on the phone with my attorney. I'm gonna sue Freeform for false advertisement. They owe me some money. They they need they need to pay me like I'm a I'm a cast member on this show because that was terrible. Because I can read lines. Like listen, I can I can read lines at at, at this point. Like I can read a description off the paper. That's what your girl did, Kiki. Like, Lu like Luca's sister or whatever she is. Like, man, I can do that. Like, first of all, before Janet gets to the recap, all right, listen to this girl. I got the clip. Listen to her. I just played the Anthony Anderson clip from Blackish. Uh, that emotion that he gave, like, you know, snatched that away from us. Like, listen to this girl in this episode. Turning a blind eye to the issue not only makes you disrespectful, it makes you a bad black person. Like, like you lip syncing is giving more energy than she did in that line. Like, Janae. But but people are like, oh my gosh, Randall hates this show so much. Why do you keep talking about this show? Why do you watch this? I watch it because we're getting views for it. That's the reason why. You want me to be honest? We're getting views for it. It's fun. I like doing podcasting. I want to get in radio one day. Maybe someone will see me go off about grownish and they'll give us a deal, Janae. Like Jesus Christ. You know what I'm saying? That's why I do it at this point. But this show is terrible. But we'll get into it. I just I just I had to go, Janae. I had to go. But go 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 ahead. Do your recap. Go ahead. I'm 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 listening at this point. M made this episode sound better than it was. I'm listening. Okay. <laughs> Lord. Okay, y'all. So, but despite Randall's very brash opinion on this episode, as in some cases he rightfully should, we do both agree that the first scene, like the yes. first, like like two minutes was very very strong it was very very strong i forgot the name of the song that was in the opening scene but the song was super duper powerful to what we were finna foreshadow eventually which um parallels the fictional the fictional character who was shot and killed by the police and doug so to explain the shot for the most part you know the saying wrong place wrong time and that pretty much any of these situations could be us so the guy was pretty much jogging the neighborhood went to the corner store got a Gatorade police came out 
police pulled up to the store and they just shot him. That's essentially what happened. And then they kind of did that. And at first we thought it was Doug, but then Doug just comes out regular. But we do see that somebody else was gunned down and shot by the police. And that did happen. So it goes viral, goes all over the news. Everybody is feeling away about it, talking about it, having a conversation. And we see Doug kind of just look at it on social media and keep it pushing. And most of us do do that because at this point we're desensitized to the violence, unfortunately. So we kind of see somebody got killed by the police, anything of that nature, and we just turn a blind eye because not not that we don't care, but it's just disheartening. So eventually, Doug, but Doug also promotes his party, and Luca's little sister Kiki is like. At a time like this, you're promoting a party when somebody just died. And he's like, well, yeah, I'm giving somebody, I'm giving an event so that way they can get their mind off of this. So the party and Kiki wants to use the party to bring awareness to the situation. So instead of charging people $20 to come into the party, she's, they have to make a signature for the cause. So finds this out. He gets upset. Like, I want to make money. I told you I have to bring it to my party. I want my party to be a party, not a memorial service. And then the gang pretty much has a conversation about the situation. And then old girl was low-key getting on Doug's case. And then Jazz came in and she started introducing herself to, herself to her. Like, hi, I'm Jazz, but you can call me Jasmine by my government name. Like, okay. And then he, she pretty much combats when she says, Kiki says, oh, you're a bad black person because you don't care, which I think was a little too far. However, Doug said, no, I'm not down when they mentioned him not being supportive of the cause. And yeah, that was pretty much all he said. And then she said he was a bad black person. And then Jazz came in saying, don't talk to him like that. Um, you don't have a right to say that, which is true because like you can't really describe what is black or what's like just because somebody isn't fighting in front does not mean that their fight for civil rights or civil justice is any less. There's not in the front like that. So that was pretty much the first half of the show. Moving on to oh, I forgot to mention moving on to the second slash first half, which is pointless. That's why I forgot to mention it. So it's Javier and um Anna's anniversary. He got her a watch. She loved the watch. Um, she linked at Vivek. Anna's like, why did Vivek wink at you? Vivek tells Anna, oh, I helped him pick out the gift. And he did. She was all upset because Vivek helped pick it out. And he felt, she felt like Vivek knew her better than her boyfriend. And it's like, does it matter? Like, if anything, that shows that he cares enough to ask your friend, what do you like? That way he got you what you like. So that was a whole. Let me say this real quick. I, I got a question. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. What woman in America still wears watches? Can someone let me know that? Because I, I, I could have swore that whenever I see a black woman in the world, they were wearing an Apple watch. Barely even use it. Barely use it except to read text messages when they phone is right next to them. Because I, because I, when I was at Fort Valley, all they would do, they phone right next to them. They'd be like this. I'm like, isn't, isn't the phone next to you? Can't you just look at the screen? <laughs> people, it was like, why, why waste why wasted my money? It was no point in me getting this Apple Watch. I'm just gonna wear it because it looks cool. A lot of a lot of women in Fort Valley told me that. Who still did, did, like was that yeah. was that an Apple Watch that he bought her or was it like a watch watch? <laughs> it was a watch watch. It was gold, and I don't think <laughs> Apple Watches come and go like the regular colors. So. Like what in the 2005 is this? What woman in America is wearing a watch at this point? Like, like, exactly. like, 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 at, at, like, like, at this point, what Anna's doing, man, I'm pretty sure Anna is a Republican Congresswoman because with a briefcase. Because who's wearing a watch in 2021? 
Like I'm, oh man, baby, we done been together for a year. Now I done took you to church. I done gave you herpes. I done been celibate for you. Let me get you a gold watch because my heart is golden for you. Like, what is this? Who's? Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Like that part of it, which was mad annoying. I think it was mad unnecessary and took away from what the plot should have been for this episode. And then moving forward into the next scene, that is when, so after Kiki and Doug get into it about the signatures, Doug not being down for the cause, they all have, mind you, they're on a kickback. They're on a party talking about this. Like, don't get me wrong. I love my friends, but when we're at sets and we're at parties, we're not talking about nothing of social issues of social justice. We're literally there for a good time and not a long time. So, yeah, there was that. I thought that was a little bit unrealistic. Um, however, after the party, we see the third scene open up with Kiki in Kiki's room. Doug comes by. He comes by to apologize because he did want to disrespect her and everything. And she feels in her feelings because she is one to affect change. And oh, they also find out, I forgot to mention, they also find out that the police officers are getting suspended, but with pay, nothing's going to happen to them. So she's in her feelings because nothing is changing. And Doug even mentioned that there's no point, And she was starting to feel hopeless. And, you know, Doug pretty much gives his Anthony Anderson moment, which we thought it was going to be about, you know, being a black man in America, how it's not that he doesn't care. It's just every time he thinks about it, it hurts him. And he feels, you know, just scared. And it's just easier just to not think about it. And I know a lot of black men have yeah. a real hard time just dealing with it. Like it's I, it, even black women have a hard time dealing with it. We're doing with Breonna Taylor and Sandra Bland and various other women who get raped and abused by police officers. So it's only just worse, you know, it gets worse for black men. So it was a real moment, a real prolific moment to how he really described the black man's experience and the black man's psychology about being black in America and the tensions and distress that it causes and how you see yourself in these issues a lot of the time. And they kiss. Like, she just kisses him as he's explaining his emotional issues. Imagine imagine explaining your emotional baggage to somebody and they try to kiss you as a result of you explaining your emotional baggage. But, but also, Doug is a man. Now, if that was a woman, a woman, you're like, what are you doing? But a man is like, especially with, a, with, with someone he's clearly attracted to, like, like she just kissed him. He like, oh, no, that's straight. You know, I, I, yeah, I feel like a good black man right now. Even though I guess any man would have just did it, it takes away from the whole prolific moment and the fact that we're talking about a sense of situation. We're talking about your psychology, your emotions in the situation, and, and you being vulnerable right now, and that's the time for me to kiss you is when you're talking it, about... It was, it was bad writing, but I will give it this. Like, the, the look is like... Huh? Like, cause Doug was like, "Wait, what?" And then he was like, "Oh, you know, it's, no, you good? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like he's attracted to her, cute girls." So it's like, I mean, you know, it's what it is. Like that—that's that's a real other thing. Like, I doubt in real life a Doug would have been like, "Oh my gosh, you're such a a coon! Why did you just kiss me?" As I'm talking about my experience as a black man in America, that that wasn't gonna happen. And in in, in real life, would have went a whole other place. You know what I'm saying? Like, like they, they would they would have done some revolutionary stuff that night. If it was real life, you know what I'm saying? Like, but of course, this is a free form show. This ain't Power Book Three Raising Canaan that's turned into a porno on Pornhub at this point for Power Book Three at this point. So, this ain't that. We know it's not that. But I mean, just that part there, because I, I, I want to say this, because like, you know, it ended on, you know, them, instead of doing the comedic, like, third act they normally do, they decided to dedicate that to, you know, the people that, that have been unlawfully murdered by police officers. Mm -hmm. And okay, that's fine. But my thing is this, and I want to start with this right here. So I want to deconstruct the argument. So I want to take these next few minutes, nearly 30 minutes, 
to really deconstruct this argument because like I said, I don't want to be a caricature of myself. I don't want to be a one minute clip where, Oh, this man hates Gronin so much. I want people that's watching this, that listen to this podcast. Like I want them to see the argument. So I want you, Janae, I want you to start. Okay. So this is why I asked you this. I want you to, to tell me at the very least your favorite episode of Gronish. Because spoiler alert, I have one, two, three, four, five, six. I have six. All right. So I hate Gronish so much, but I got six favorite episodes. But I want you to give me your favorite episode. Out of the ones I chose. So I'm going to tell you which ones I chose and okay. I'll tell you. So I chose um, season two, episode seven. I chose season three, episode six. I chose season three, episode 14, season three, episode eight, and season one, episode seven. So out of all of these, I think my favorite one is season one, episode seven. It's titled Unbreak My Heart, which is also the song titled by Tony Braxton. And it pretty much talks about Zoe breaking up with Cash and how she's partying to get rid of her the pain and emotion she feels. And then instead of going out to a party, it's a blackout and they all have to stay inside for the night. And they all discuss relationship issues that they've been through, how, what's the best way to get over it? You know, one friend is like, well, get lit, forget about it, FM, da 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 um, And it's like, you need to feel your emotions and, you know, really just go through the process of being hurt and then try to get over it. And then Jazz is like, nah, girl, I think you need to just relax, just stay you know, in your room. And then one other person said, well, if she's going to be depressed, she might as well lose weight. So, like, even though, like, it's kind of like picking fun, you know, when your friends kind of, like, make fun of little stuff like that. But, so, but yeah, so that's why I felt like that was the best episode. And just as a woman, I felt like it was so relatable because when me and my friends go through breakups, like, we literally sit, we'll drink some wine, we'll talk about it, how we feel. And that's a real thing that just girls do. So I felt like it was the most relatable, especially, like, in my freshman year, I went through a heartbreak, and even my junior year. So, like, just, it felt real. It felt like I was actually watching something that I would have gone through, and that felt reflective of me. So season one, episode seven, Unbreak My Heart, is one of my favorite episodes. So do you see how you were able to relate that episode to your experience. And you say, you know, this is relatable. I've been through these things. You know, it was something where the storyline advanced. She broke up with Cash. She felt a way about it. Her and her friends, you know, they had the power outage and they were together. Do you see how you're able to come together and say, hey, this is how I relate to this moment. This is how it connected with me. I had a break. I had a breakup my freshman year, my junior year, and I related to it. That's good art. Gronish yeah. was never a perfect show, but it had great moments where if we were doing the recaps back in what well, this was, I'm looking at it. This is 2019. So mm-hmm. Pulse, Pulse was around 2019. We had Pulse, but we weren't like this. We didn't have the, we didn't have stuff like this. We never, <laughs> we, we didn't have the drops and all of that. You feel me? We never, we weren't on the shade room, but you know, we, we, we I was in my dorm room doing Instagram lives. It, it was ghetto. All right. So you know, like I never thousand dollars about this equipment. But if we were doing the show, I, I wouldn't have this venom against it. Because if we're talking about that, I'd probably ask you about, hey, like, you know, so what do you feel about Zoe's motivation? What do you feel about what this, that person said? And I would be speaking to you from the male perspective about how Zoe's acting. Like how we used to do before just this just went crazy at this point. My favorite episode, I'm going to give you my favorite episodes in a list. So I made a list as you were talking because I, cause I, I, I got all of them out. And essentially, I want to do a list for you so people know how I'm rocking, all right? So we're going to start with number six. 
So season two, episode four, In My Feelings. So this is the one about the genius. And Zoe acts like Zoe. And, you know, at the very least, it's a compelling story because it's sort of like she's jealous of Luca and it sort of makes you laugh. And it's like, why is Zoe like this? But you're enthralled in the story. And then they have the segue of, like, can a woman be a genius? Beyonce's a genius. And then, like, Beyonce's not a genius. And then, you know, and, and then, you know, the, the, twins, the twins is like, shut up, Negro. Like, that. that's fine. I still remember that. You know what I'm saying? It was a compelling story. And then they had, like, the drop of the artist. You know, like, you know, like, like that they had. It was cool. You know what I'm saying? That wasn't my favorite one, but it has rewatch value. So then you have Only Human, which I had to battle with this one because I'm like, this is actually a really good episode. I really enjoyed it. So when Aaron learns that one of his residents was possibly contemplating suicide, he decides to bring awareness to black mental health on campus. With the and then, and then the funnel run thing was stupid. The funnel run thing was very stupid when they when they decided to all run and then I think Sky got hurt. That was stupid. Mm-hmm. But still, that was a B storyline. I get it. You want to know why I get it? Because the storyline advanced and then you saw Sky hurt for a little minute. And you saw the byproduct of Sky being hurt, how they're twins. Now Jazz is sort of like, How how do I do this? How do I run without my sister? So the storyline advanced. So then we have, which I think I'm on number four. So strictly for my end, wherever they said it. So Vivek gets a little too comfortable at Hawkins, sparking a heated debate over whether he has crossed the line into cultural appropriation. All right. And they had the, 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 the storyline about Zoe. That was trash. But the best dialogue probably came from this one. Because, yeah, they, they were at a bar having a debate about cultural appropriation, which is very unrealistic. However, it was great points that were brought up. It was funny. It was timely. And we finally got that Vivek episode. And mind you, the mental health episode and this episode here, DCM Fly was in it. And he actually was really good in these episodes. Even though I think I think we talked about his name. And his, the name was sort of like odd. But still, he was still good. So now we're getting to, I think, the top three. All right? So I want y'all to pay attention to this because it's a point here. All right? So new rules. Zoe struggles to make amends after accidentally breaking one of the group's unspoken social rules and upsetting both Jazz and Luca. And then um, they had a little, like, you know, jokey storyline with Aaron and Vivek's kickback, and then, you know, Aaron being powerful to the people, and they still gave him a ticket. That was sort of funny. But here's the thing. I hated this episode when it first came out. I was home from school, because I wouldn't know, because I live in Macon, for that's not that far from Macon. So I would come home on the weekend sometimes and I would go back like Monday evening because I didn't have classes like my sophomore year. So basically, oh, this I think maybe my this my this is my junior year, like my the first ideation of my senior year, as I say. So I'm watching this episode and I literally yell at the TV because Zoe is acting so stupid. And my dad was he 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 works night shift. So my dad was like sleep. He said, You okay? I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm watching Gronish. I, I hated that episode so much. But watching it again, Janae, people do that. There's so many stupid social rules that people place on this generation. Whereas like, oh, you bet, don't don't react to, to my text message. That's not a response. Like, am I supposed to keep texting you forever? Like, that's a stupid social rule. So I'm like, you know what? This episode was relatable. I feel it now. I watched it again and I'm like, you know what? Am I still upset as always? Yes, she, she acted very... Very privileged this episode had a panic attack over a cell phone and Lucas swoops in and saves the day. But still, I like the episode because it's like, you know what? This actually does happen. This actually is something our generation does. So very relatable. Number two, all right? Number two, and this was hard, all right? Body count. Once again, I hated body count when I first watched it. 
But as Grunge was coming back, I rewatched it. Zoe was very extra. But the thing here is this. Zoe reacted like a lot of girlfriends would react to their boyfriend that is making art about their girlfriend, has the girl, the ex-girlfriend on their page. And it's like, you know what? That's relatable. And the side storyline with Anna and Aaron was actually compelling. That side storyline actually was interesting, but it didn't take away from Zoe and Luca because the stalking thing, women actually do that. I know they do. Like that's something that, that women do at, at certain points. And it was actually interesting, right? So my number one episode, number one, I think you might know this because we talked about it, is, is um, Messy. So Messy is the one about enthusiastic sober consent. When a new enthusiastic sober consent policy is introduced on campus, everyone has strong opinions about whether it's placed to benefit the students or the school. And then Zoe jumps to Cash's defense after he becomes caught in the crossfire because, like, you know, him and his girl hook up. And mm-hmm. then it gets misconstrued. They play telephone. All of a sudden, he raped her when it's not the case. And I thought that was a very interesting episode. And I was thinking about it. And I was like, should I, should I tell this brief story? So you saw the part in this episode where Zoe is defending Cash. So Luca saw Zoe and Cash talking at the party. And you saw Luca get upset. Well, Luca showed a rare tinge of emotion. And he mm-hmm. was sort of his ego because, you know, a lot of times men get possessive when it comes, you know, women we talk to, you know, women, women that, you know, we're trying to talk to women that we date. Sometimes we get possessive because it's our ego where it's like we have to be secure in ourselves where we know our girl, my girlfriend is not talking to her ex. Like either I got good game. I'm putting it down. I'm a good guy. She not going back to her ex. You know what I'm saying? Like it, we have to be secure in that. Sometimes we're not. And I remember I had a situation when I was at Fort Valley where I, I, had, I had my girlfriend and she had did something where I think she hugged some, she hugged some guy. And I was a freshman at the time, and I got upset. And I was like, "Man, like you out here on the yard hugging all these other guys. I'm, I'm known. I'm the boy that write the books. I'm this student leader, and my girlfriend out here hugging these other guys. And like we, she really was like, Randall, it's not that deep. You know, I'm with you. You know what I'm saying? And, and 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 I'm like, it don't matter. Like it's how it looks. Like what? What if I was just hugging another girl, and we all hugged up on the yard, and then people got to walk past me? And then she was like, No, that makes sense. And the crazy part about this, I don't know if it made sense or if I was gaslighting her. I don't even know." At this point, because I, because in my mind, I'm like, you know what? I was tripping. You know what I'm saying? That's his girlfriend. Like, you know, I was tripping because I should have been more secure, and boy, I was very insecure. So I don't know if, if that made sense or if it was gaslighting. I don't even know what gaslighting really means. But all I know is that we moved forward and then we broke up. So like, you know, I don't, I don't know. But it's like I, I identified with Luca in that scene. You know. So first and foremost, I want you to know that I do not a thousand percent hate Gronish. I only, I don't even really hate watch Gronish. I hate watching Gronish at points, but I don't hate watch it like, you know, the young lady, Mary Huma, that, J- that Janae sent me over. My thing is this. My thing is that in all of these episodes, now you said the episode you liked, and I said literally six that I liked in order. Do you see how we're having more dialogue about it and we're relating it to our experiences? So yeah. I'm going to go all around the world, all right? Tell me how outside of all oh, black lives matter, these, these folks have passed away and it made me feel bad when it happened. Like you came in, we came in black lives matter. We came in. George Floyd was done wrong. We came in. Breonna Taylor was done wrong. We like, like we came in. We wanted Derek Chauvin to have more years in jail because he killed that man on camera. And the only reason why he's going to go to jail is because it was on camera. You know what I'm yep. saying? And then you, then you just have Jackson Hayes who 
who is a, is a center for New Orleans Pelicans. They tased that man. I don't know if you saw that. They tased that man. And mm-hmm. the and someone said this on Twitter. They said this, this said the only reason why McCaw's gonna probably get in trouble and and incompetent that they're doing an investigation is because he's an NBA player and it was on camera. Because mm-hmm. that was Randall Barnes. Oh, that wouldn't have been on camera. They would have tased me and they would have got away with it. But because mm-hmm. it's Jackson Hayes who plays with Zion Williamson for the Pelicans, it's perfectly fine. We we gonna do an investigation. Sorry, sir. So, I'm so sorry for you. And we, we we're gonna figure this out. That's real life. So I came in, I'm like, okay, that's on my mind. I just saw that. That's on my mind. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'm sitting down, I'm ready. And then I see that first scene. And I'm like, okay, they taking me there. This is, this is a different start. They taking me there. Diggy did that perfectly. And I'm like, wait, they didn't just kill Diggy. They're not going to kill Diggy. This, this, this ain't stomp the yard with Chris Brown. They're not going to kill Diggy's character. No. And then like I'm watching it and, and I text her. I'm like, oh, they started off real good. Then they get right into the relationships. They get right into it. It's not me hating. It's not hating. How, like, Jeanette, how did this, how did this episode advance the story? What was this episode about? I, I just, I like, I, this is the, this is what makes me upset about Grownish. Whereas, like, how do folks? Because my, 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 the thing I always say, and I'm having a long talk with my therapist about this one, boy, is I hate mediocrity, and I feel like in the black community. We thrive in mediocrity in this sense of supporting each other. Oh, we got to support each other. Like we just support, supporting our family, but it's mediocre. It's not good. It's not good. Like for me, when I was writing my book, I'm racking. I'm like, man, I stopped writing my book for like months because I got stuck on a story and I had long writer's block. And I'm like, man, like what can I do with Queen's Pain? Like how can I make it compelling? How can I end it? And I literally waited for months. I had my internship at Aspire TV. And I'm sitting at work. I'm like, man, like in my mind, I'm like, it doesn't feel good to me that, you know, just the book ain't finished and I'm trying to really make it hot. And then I finally finished it, like going into the fall. And I'm like, normally I, I pop out a story like that, but it's, I had to wait cause I couldn't feel it. And it's like, cause I wanted to make it something. I didn't want to cheat the process. I wanted it to be something that was real. I'm, we on Pulse, we doing these graphics. We, we doing all this different stuff. I'm trying to operate in excellence. I'm trying to make sure people know we are even doing this. We ain't just, just talking like, oh, this, that. We're deconstructing the arguments. People are watching us. People are listening to us. I do not like mediocrity. And what Gronish is, is a mediocre show that has been allowed to be mediocre because all these girls love Yara. We love Yara. All y'all girls, y'all think Trevor look good to y'all. Y'all, y'all been loving Diggy the whole entire time. So since y'all think Diggy looks so good to y'all, Y'all feel like, oh, I'm just going to watch it because I like Diggy. I got a crush on Diggy forever. That's, that's, that's why they keep doing these episodes like this. Because no one is going to really stop watching it. I bet you if Gronis dipped below 100,000 people, like let's say this week we all said we're not watching that, that next episode of Gronis. We're not watching it. We're going to watch IPTV. We're going to just cast the bootleg at this point. We all we ought to go to somebody's house. We're just going to watch it on one TV, and we're not going to register. No, right now, we're not watching the Hulu. We're watching something else. I bet you if they have a season five or they do a mid-season finale, I bet you they drop that heat that that, that next season or that, that, that next ideation of the season mm-hmm. because we're allowing them to be mediocre. How are you going to say that Doug is a bad black person when in the cultural appropriation episode, he was speaking for every black person yep. when it was that one, that one scene where it's like, listen, this, this is a song with, 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 with N word in it. Let's see if he says it. And then, and, and then you got DC on flying that funny moment. He says it. I think it was a Kanye West song or something like that. And, and, and he says it. So Doug, all of a sudden, because of this newcomer, this girl that just popped in, that's Luca's sister 
is a bad, he's a bad black person, but he's been the only person holding it down with Aaron for the black men on the show for ever since he joined in like what, season one, season two. Now he's a bad black person and it's performative activism. No, it's not. He's at a party. He's at a party. How is it performative activism? And first of all, to me, Janae, so you're throwing a party. And let's say, you know, one of your sisters, right? Like they, they real upset about Jackson Hayes getting tased. So they're like, listen, Janae, I know you're having a back to school party, all this different stuff, but I think we should let folks in for free. You know, and they signed up to you like, no, we're not going to do that. It's just a party. This ain't no memorial. We're just trying to have fun. It's messed up, but we're just trying to have fun, man. We're just trying to make money for the organization. And then your your sister is up there, you get signing, they sign a petition, go to change, let's go change.org, and you get in the party for free. And you find out about it. People ask for their money back. How would you feel? Oh, I'm gonna have an issue with it. Not, not about the issue. Of course, I care about the issue, but just because of the business person, like we're here to cut this money, we have trying to have this event, and that's that. Now we could talk about having a separate event to you know celebrate or recognize the, you know, but that wasn't the conversation. That is what I'm saying. So they made it seem like to me, they made it seem like Diggy was tripping. Yeah, I didn't feel like he was wrong at all. Like, and that's, the only thing that sounded wrong was, no, I'm not down. Listen, you see, you see that scene. That was more compelling than Gronus today. I'm telling you, you saw that dialogue? Like, 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 listen. Like, so you just saw Janae and, and, and her nana came in. So listen to what old to what old girl said. Turning a blind eye to the issue not only makes you disrespectful, it makes you a bad black person. What wasn't Janae to her nana? Didn't did she get more emotion? All right. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about at this point. But keep going, Janae. Keep 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 going. I'm listening. I'm listening. Oh Lord. <laughs> at this point. <laughs> We were talking about how terrible this show is, and we were talking about that moment with Doug. You said you didn't disagree with Doug. Like you, you thought you felt as if she was wrong. Yeah, I definitely did not disagree with Doug just because even I hate to say, even sometimes I get desensitized to a lot of information. Like somebody would say, Oh, did you hear this person got killed? I'm like, oh. Like, I literally look like that, and it's not like I don't care about the situation, care about the person, about another black life, or anything of that nature. I'm tired. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Even when George Floyd was going on, I took a social media break. I because too. I was tired of doing all of that toxicness and negativity, not because a black life being gone is toxic, but the situation, the sadness, the thinking, like, you, we have brothers and uncles and stuff like that. It can be them, you know? So it's a matter of sometimes people just don't need to deal with all of that. Exactly. And it's like, they made it seem like Doug was even wrong for doing that. Bro, it's just a party. Like, only on Gronish is folks at parties having whole Harvard debates. Like, like, oh, yeah. like, I just, I don't, I don't get it. Like, Janae, like, are you at a party, like, talking to, like, talk to your sisters about, you, you, you know, you know what? The plight of black women in America. Like, are you, are you at a party talking about that, Janae? Or are you partying? We were definitely partying. Now, of course, of in like our own immediate circles, we do have deep conversations because we are well-rounded college people. You have deep conversations, but you typically have them either in a class setting, if you're just chilling, eating some food, and y'all just happen to have a conversation or you see something, or literally something is brought up to where that is a topic. But when we're at sets, when we're at a concert, when we're doing Geek Geek this homecoming week, we're not having no prolific conversations and debates. We are simply having fun. And, then and it even reminds me of when like TV shows were having a hard time deciding, well, should we put out content or not? Because these are very sensitive times and I don't exactly. want to be 
as insensitive. Like, I remember Issa Rae waited like a whole week to even drop her episode because of what happened with George Floyd it happened the week before. And she didn't want to feel insensitive, but instead it gave people something a break for, you know? It gave people something to just look at and laugh and be happy and black joy. And he even mentioned my black joy does not make the situation less important. It's me wanting to celebrate my joy. Exactly. And it's like, this episode, to me, because it's just the Doug part was asinine and then the kids part was crazy. Yes. But, like, my thing is is this. It's like, people don't understand why I, I feel like this show has gone just haywire. And I know they don't they don't know me like they don't they don't know that I literally used to watch watch Groners like all the time like Groners honestly right next to Power I probably watched Groners just as much as, as I watched Power, and season two was really good I was very upset at Zoe but that was a story plot that's how they wrote her, you know what I'm saying but I felt like everybody did great acting and, and I don't agree with Mary Huma because and and, I, and I'll play it again really quick like and what she said and you know what Let, let's play it because she talked about cinematography and writing and you actually brought this you know to to me thought it was funny you, you sent me a lot of tiktoks folks critical of of growners i don't know how you find them but you you find them so let me play you know the tiktok of mary human y'all go follow her like mary human talking like giving like a giving a satirical take on Gronish. i've been seeing a bit of tiktok discourse on the show Gronish and how it's not a good show and i just had a couple quick questions so like what makes a show a good show is it the writing okay Gronish doesn't have that. Is it the the acting? Fine. You got me. Gronish does not have that. Is it the the directing, the cinematography, the casting? And you got me there again. Gronish does not have any of those things. But do you know what Gronish does have? Vibes. And that is difficult. You cannot find that in a script anywhere. You cannot you cannot direct that. And do not get me wrong, I understand the critiques completely when people are saying that we need to lock Kenya Bears up and throw away the key. I get it, I really do. But when I watch that show, I feel brain dead in the best way possible. I've reached a new level of hate watching. I am practically levitating when I watch that show. Like just the way that she broke that down was so interesting, but I disagree with her on this. And we talked about this and I want I'm gonna toss it to you because you get into the you get into I'm more so the content guy. You're the presentation woman. So the cinematography is great on Gronish. And I think the acting, they're doing the best with what they have. Because even yeah. Diggy, he was a standout in this episode, but he was not working with much because they wanted to sort of sexualize him for for the girls watching. They didn't want to give him a serious scene. So even the acting is fine. Like I think that, you know, Trevor does a does a great job. I think that Diggy has literally Diggy's not an actor. Diggy is a celebrity kid that can rap that all the girls like. Now he's like an actor. You know what I'm saying? I'm like cast him in more stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 him and Joey Badass from rappers to now they're acting. They're actually doing a really good job. Joey Badass on Power Book 3, Raising Canaan. If y'all have not seen him on Power Book 3, Raising Canaan, he wasn't really on this last episode except sort of driving by. But the first two episodes, go watch his performance. Like, literally, I talked to Shelby, and I was talking to Shelby, like, yeah, Joey Badass is in Power Book 3. She was like, he is? I'm like, you know what? That's how good he's doing. You don't even know it's him. You know what I'm saying? Like, That's how good he's doing. So I was like, he's doing an amazing job. So Diggy's killing it. So I don't think the acting is the problem. I don't think the cinematography is the problem. Like, I think the problem is that they feel as if they're writing for five-year-old girls. 
they felt like oh, all these kids like is is sex and boys. So let's so so let's get Trevor, let's get Diggy and take Diggy's shirt off. Let let them jog and get sweaty. Like that, like that literally is what they're doing at this point. Jeanette, like that, so I don't agree with her saying the cinematography is bad or the acting is bad. But I agree that you that, that it makes your brain. I lose a couple of brain cells watching this at, at, at this point. I forgot how to speak after I finished watching Grown. Like I, I was like, I, I had to write to regain my words after watching Grown. Because I'm like, geez, Louise, this is a terrible show. But what do you think? Do you agree on that, on that point that I'm making? I definitely agree. And I usually give the show high ratings based on writing and cinematography just because I'm that much of a TV person, even though I definitely believe the content and the context of whatever you're producing and writing should be reflective. And it should be, you know, not an empty, one-way, very low-surface storyline. I feel like it should have some depth to it. But that's what I usually give the higher points on is their writing and cinematography. So I definitely disagree on that part. But everything else I can't necessarily argue with because we even have these conversations about how is Loki lackluster. So So that leads to the rating. So for me, this episode gets a 0 out of 10. It's a 0 out of 10 for me. The episode was about nothing. And Janae had asked me uh, when I said, when I texted her, I said, this episode was literally about nothing. And it was, um, you know, the, the, um, the, these two girls that was literally coming at me for hopping on hashtag and ruining their night watching Grownish. Like, <laughs> I, was just, I was just ruining the night at this point. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm public enemy number one this summer. So, like, Janae was like, what do you mean? And what I meant was this. It's a three-act structure, right? Because we look at it that deep. It's a three-act structure. Act one is the bad black person thing which was delivered poorly. They needed seasoning. It was, it was poor, right? They should call him a coon at this that, point. Because that literally was what... Because they didn't want to say coon. Because, yeah. but, but also, but even in what Doug was doing, Doug was not being a coon. She would have been wrong for that. Because it's like, it, like you're a bad black person, dude. Like, you really gonna get mad at that? It's like, dude, you're such a... Like, dude, like, you're such a bad black person. Like... That's yeah. <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm like bro like, I, like i'm gonna get mad at that you know what i'm saying like, and then the, the whole entire thing with jazz i didn't think that was cool i thought that was corny and then just like it was like and someone pointed this out someone said grown it seems shorter and i'm like you know what it does and working in the ad world and also delving into ads now like student leaders y'all go get y'all you know secure the bag you know spotlight package y'all see it on post like Delving in ads, what ha normally happens in, in these episodes, they'll do, you know, Grownish new episode Thursday at 8 p.m. with limited commercials sponsored by Hulu or something like that. Like they'll do an episode with limited commercials or they'll, or they'll, they'll do a one hour episode where, where, where they're like in, in 2020, we experienced a lot of change. And then they'll show different clips of them talking about the stuff, white fragility, whatnot. Oh, you're a bad black person. And they'll say Gronus, new Gronus, one hour special, new episode, Thursday, 8 p.m. Only on Freeform. Like they'll do something like that where they'll have that sponsor that'll pay for the episode to have limited commercials or they'll pay for it to be an hour because they're not putting on grownness for the goodness of their health. How are you paying Yara? How are you paying Trevor and Diggy? How are you paying Kenya Barris? You're paying Kenya Barris not just because the streaming is fine. They 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 eat well from streaming. That like if Gronish gets a season five, it's gonna be because of, like, like the ratings are sliding for linear television, similar to how the Olympics are doing on NBC. Like the Olympic numbers on NBC are terrible. 
but it's primarily because it's hard to find the sports that you want to watch because they have it spread out across all of the NBC properties. Plus, they're trying to utilize Peacock to sort of give, you know, some steam for, for, for their streaming service. Like, even with me, like, why are we talking about Groners? Well, on Thursday, we didn't talk about Groners. Pulse would sort of just be dormant. We don't, we don't post after, after 6 p.m. normally. So we would just be sitting here waiting for the next post at 9 a.m. We post 9, 9 a.m. normal days just to start off the day. So if we weren't doing this, I, I, I probably wouldn't be sleep. I'd probably read a book. I'd probably do something more productive with my life. Or write my book at this point. I need to do that. Um, but, you know, like, we'd be doing something else. But why are we doing this Groners episode? Because it's content. People are watching. People are listening. Now, you know what I'm saying? People on YouTube watching it. So it's like it's something. It's good content. It's something that it, it adds to what we're doing with the platform. NBC is doing the same thing. But their streaming numbers are fine. So at this point, like if, if you're sitting down, we're in the boardroom and like, and you tell me, Randall, listen, so our numbers for our post, man, listen, Randall, we will be getting a thousand likes. We want to get 200 likes now, Randall. We want to get 200 likes and everything. But we have 50 people watching the live episode of Gronish and a thousand people listening to the podcast, Randall. And on YouTube, it's getting 10,000 views. Am I mad? No, I'm not mad because somehow some people are watching. They'll say, well, Linear television is dying, so we're trying to get folks on the streaming service, so it's working. The same thing with Gronish. Mm-hmm. At this point, I don't think that Gronish will get canceled. I think it, it will end, and I'm, I do think it's senior year they're going to graduate, and they're going to play it out You know, going into 2022. But I think that because of the streaming numbers, that's what's going to save Gronish. And to me, that's the consequence of mediocrity but having folks you like within the mediocrity, that's why it's hard to support this show because it, cause it's like the, the ratings are sliding. It's not getting a lot of social mentions, but if Janae has a meeting when she's back on campus next week and, oh, I miss Gronish, and she watched Gronish on Hulu, you're, you're helping the mediocrity. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you're helping it because, you, oh, I forgot to watch it. Let me go watch it because it's getting good numbers on Hulu. And guess what? We can't find those numbers. And I've tried. Cause I wanna, I wanna present the full story. If it's getting five views on Freeform, but everybody watching the Hulu, I would say that. I'd say, yeah. it. but I, I just like, like it's just like the like this whole story was trash, but it's gonna continue to be trash because people are watching it on streaming and they're boosting it up. Oh, this was such a great episode. We have to mourn the folks we lost. At what point were we talking about the folks that we lost? W- w- Janae, what was the name of the guy that got shot? What was his name? I don't remember actually. You feel, and it was two of them too. It was, it was two, two of them. Oh my god! Oh my god! It was two of them. Yes. You see what I'm saying? The dude. You remember the dude at the end of the episode? He was killing his way to school. He was like 11. He was like a, a kid, but vaguely. But at that point, I checked out. I was like, bro, like at this point, because so that part was like they were saying, dang, somebody else got killed, like another one, and like that goes into how we are desensitized to violence. Like it's like something every week. And it was that was like the purpose of that scene. I vaguely remember that part, but that's the part that's so that's crazy because what are their names? So literally, what we say in real life, we say say her name, say his name. Well, what well what is the name of the fictional black man that got shot? Since this is oh my gosh, this is the best episode. Oh my gosh, I'm in the feelings. Black Lives Matter. I want for anybody that's watching this on Twitter. What what is their name? What's their name? 
And I will look at it right now. What is their name? Because they got the recap up. Somehow, somewhere, TV line has a recap ready. I don't know how they do. They must have watched the episodes early. They just press publish because they have the recaps up. They're not as good as Janae's recaps. Okay, Janae be killing the recaps, but theirs are good because I read them sometimes to get to, to be abreast of what's going on. But, like, we don't even know the, the name of, of the boys. That's why I'm like zero out of ten. This has to be better. Like, the point is this. Let me boil it down. It's 10.59. Let me boil it down. The points are this. They did Doug wrong. They did him wrong. They made him seem like he was a coon just for wanting to have a party. Luca was really weird in that scene. Zoe was pointless in the episode. The interaction between Jazz and I think her name's Kiki was weird. And then the whole entire thing when Vivek is picking out, you know, watches for um, Anna, that was weird. And then only for them to break up Vivek and Anna next week. Because they're going to break up. And I, and I think next week might be better. Because next week, they're going to do the protest. They're going to be out there. Because notice this too, Janae. And, and we can go back and watch it. Notice mm-hmm. that in the promos for these this two-week this two episodes. Like the two episodes about Black Lives Matter. If you notice, most of the clips from these episodes were coming from the, from episode six. Um, put your hands put your hands where my eyes can see. The protest scene... The scene with, with with Doug really talking, really going in, talking about how it feels to be a black man in America. That was not the same scene from tonight. That was foreseeably the scene from episode six. So mm-hmm. the one where they throw the tear gas and Luca just the coughing like he about to die. Like that was from episode six. So literally, <laughs> literally, this is like this is this is it's just I, I just don't understand why they did this episode. They should have just made it an hour. I, I don't understand it, Janae. So overall, long story short, zero out of ten from me. Shabby writing. Y'all could have let the relationship stuff slide. Y'all could have made more, more, more satirical points, but y'all were just regurgitating Twitter points. It was terrible, and we were two thirds of the way in. The plot was not fleshed out. I will give y'all another chance on next week. That's how I feel. Zero out of 10. But Janae, go ahead and give him a good grade, Janae. Go, go ahead and let him know. Listen, the cinematography was so amazing. It was so great. And I'm going to give him an 11 out of 10 because the light work when Doug was running and the close-up. Go on and give it to me, Janae. I, I'm, I'm ready. G- g- give it to me. Give it to me. I'm ready. Okay, so despite those being the reasons that I get the grade I get, I'm actually giving it. I said a six on the phone, but I'm giving it a five. So it's still good. Regardless. Hey! <laughs> hey! Hey! Listen, we brought Janae's grade down. We did it. We, 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 we did it. And 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 listen, I have a friend that has a word for you, Janae. Turning a blind eye to the issue not only makes you disrespectful, it makes you a bad black person. We we are all bad black people on today. <laughs> You gave it a five out of ten. Like we're bad black people, Janae. We're bad black people. And we are. Yeah, I gave it five out of ten because while of course cinematography in the and I feel like Doug's scene was the most breathtaking, most prolific part in the episode. I felt like it still doesn't make sense. Why is Vivek there after we just saw his father disown him? Like that could have been unpacked. Um like how you said it was low-key given, oh, they're going to be in the streets protesting. I'm assuming that was just foreshadowing for the next episode. However, give that for the next episode vibe. You could give it an introduction vibe. 
also, I agree with you. I think it should have been longer because you literally, like, them first 30 minutes, 22 minutes, like, they didn't flesh out anything. It literally felt like the first 22 minutes. Like, maybe you needed 60 minutes or 42 minutes to really flesh out your story and everything. So it, it makes me feel like the next episode, I mean, maybe a little better because we may get some stories, but yeah. I feel like it's going to be really solved. And that's one thing that I wrote down that, nothing from that conversation like nothing got solved from that conversation except him hooking up with kiki so that's why i gave it a five out of ten i feel like nothing came from that i feel like nothing was learned um i've been very pro-life not pro-life pro-black um all of that type of hey listen we're pro we're pro-life pro-choice we pro all of that but we pro-black too that's how we feel about it i, I feel, I, it, I, feel mean, it. I mean whatever your choice is that doesn't matter that's, yeah that's we, we feel it the point of the matter is i did not learn anything and i feel like everything that you to are, are to put out about black people, you should grow from it. You should learn from it. It got to be something. Like, I remember even in Blackish, I didn't know who Marcus Garvey was until I watched the Blackish episode. And then I looked wow. him up. Yeah, I didn't even know who he was. Huh? I looked him up and I was like, oh, wow, amazing no, man. So I didn't even learn anything from this episode at all. Not, not, even, any, not even any statistics where even some of the Grown episodes, there were stats that they would bring up. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I, I just, I, I just like it's crazy. You gave it a five out of ten. You really shocked me today. I'm telling you, like the suspense of your rating was more suspenseful than Gronish. I'm, I'm like, oh man, I don't know what you're gonna do. Oh, you, you get, you gave me like, like, like this is like this whole entire episode of this podcast today. We went through plot points that Gronish didn't even do. We had the beginning, we had the, we had the issue, we had the middle, and then all of a sudden you had the climax where it's like Janae's gonna give it a good grade. Now I'm gonna give it a five out of ten. Like, oh my gosh. And, and you, you know how I, 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 in, in Disney movies, like 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 they they had um, you know, the, the Avengers movie with Thanos and then and they all came back and it's like dun, 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 and they're like Avengers assemble. That's how I feel right now. I'm like, man, listen, post assemble. <laughs> we are assembling against this terrible show because we are bad black people out here in these streets, in these streets, all right. We're just terrible black people that just aren't supporting our people because we don't support mediocrity at this point i i, I guess that's what we are and i'm public enemy number one at this point because i just like I, I like in in general i hope that next week is better i honestly do you know but i think that that because here's the reason why i think next week will be better and then we'll end with this next week will be better because they have a relationship that's going to interweave into the social issues Anna and Javier are probably going to break up because we know in one of those scenes that Javier, of him being a Republican, he's going to be pro-police officer. And Anna being a minority and Anna being someone that identifies with her black friends, even though we haven't seen the Republican side of her since like season one, she's going to feel where they're coming from and they're going to have an issue with like, um, you know, like the whole whole entire thing of defund the police. Javier is not going to like that. And then Anna is going to be won over by probably like Aaron, Doug, Jazz. And then they're going to have a rift. They're going to have a rift over that. I think that that's going to happen. I don't think they're going to break up because of the watch. Now, knowing Gronis, they're going to break up. They're going to break up because of the watch. Whereas like, first and foremost, you support the police and then you got me this watch and you didn't even ask me what I like. I'm breaking up with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's probably how it's going to be. But I, I can I can see them. You know, getting into that where where it's like, you know, that wasn't cool, like how you did that X, Y, Z. And it's like, I don't believe in defunding the police, baby. And then like, you know, they're going to they're gonna break up off of that. And that's going to be probably a, compel- a compelling storyline where it's like, well, 
It gave us something. I also think another compelling storyline will be Noni tackling her white fragility. I'm definitely curious because they show clips of it in the um they show clips of it in the promo. Granted, I don't have any white friends, so I don't have these conversations. I don't know what I don't I don't know what it's gonna look like. I'm not gonna lie, I haven't had a white friend since high school, so I I don't know. But <laughs> I'm curious to see it because I did a research project white fragility, but it was in the TV space, like Hollywood TV space, though. So it wasn't really in this context, but I'm still curious to see how they're gonna tackle it. I, I have no faith in that because <laughs> when when I saw because you know how the twins used to talk in unison. And they had, she said, those people, they were like, those people, I'm like, no, they're going to do the, like, because I knew that the black, the bad black person soundbite, when I heard it, I knew it was going to be corny. And when I saw that, I'm like, yo, this is going to be mad corny. So I'm yeah. like, yeah, this is probably going to be corny too. And then now we're for, we're forcing Zoe to be nuanced. And also let, let's not forget that they that they they took they took it out the promos where they tried to turn this into a serious like slate of episodes, but they had the thing where Zoe said something that said, said something that that was powerful, and then um, Jazz said you know um, um, Aaron's dropping that DM that knowledge, so it's like they're gonna do that they they, they they gonna be jokey this this next episode too. I'm not saying turn into Law and Order or Scandal or Power. I'm not saying just take the comedy out of it. I'm saying that y'all are better than this. You know what I'm saying? And really hope. When Anthony Anderson did that thing, Janae, like, I honestly, I still get chills. I still get chills. That's all I wanted. Is, is that, is, Janae, before we go, is that unreasonable, Janae? Am I being unreasonable? Please, if I'm being real, let me know. All I want is just, is just good writing and just good, like, if, 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 if Grownish is not going to be comfort TV and you're going to confront the issues, confront them. Yeah. You don't got to be a different world. You, you don't got to be that. That's fine. It's, it, the different world is one in a million. You know, mm -hmm. just be grownish, but be grownish and don't not be mediocre, like operate in excellence. And just right now, they're not. Am I being unreasonable saying that? Janine? Am I being a hater? No, I don't think you're being unreasonable. I don't think you're being a hater. I think we are just standing on what we said about holding black creatives accountable for the content they produce. And if we aren't going to hold them accountable and we aren't going to ask of excellence from them, then who is? Like, who is literally going to care about our content but us? Who's going to tell our story but us? And if you're not going to do it in the most reflective way of the people that you're trying to represent, then what are you doing? At this point. So, all right, I, I want to say I just realized we're matching. We're, we're, we're both wearing blue at this point. See, I came, I was going to wear my unapologetically black shirt, but I wore that last week. So I wanted to come with the support black college. You feel me? Just to celebrate something with the black. Yeah, because, because you, you, you can't wear unapologetically black. We apologize on this episode. The black delegation <laughs> apologized to all the white people that watched the episode and, 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 are, and are confused because because for, for what I understand, they're, they're relying on, on grownish at this point to get to, to learn about their black issues. And and the black delegation apologized to the white delegation. And we definitely are probably going to trade trade Kenya Barris at this point. Kenya Barris is on the trading block like Ben Simmons at this at, point. At this <laughs> He, he he's on, but he's on the trading block. However, he might come back like Dwight Howard did to the Lakers. This Dwight Howard's third time on the Lakers. He might come back, all right, because he's from Clark Atlanta and he gives us some good stuff. But overall, Janae, let everybody know where they can find you. All right, y'all. So y'all can follow me at Nay Dot the Mogul. That's N A E Dot the Mogul, and then on Twitter at Nay the Mogul, and then TikTok coming soon. But that's also Nay the Mogul. So follow me on TikTok. And you follow me back. <laughs> I will. I promise. I will. <laughs> she she popping on. She just popping on TikTok. She she liked the video. Did he follow me? 
I was like, I was like, this this Nay? Is someone stealing <laughs> Janae's identity? I don't know. I only, I only know one Nay, the mogul. Wait a minute. I, 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 I was out of call and they're like, hey, someone's stealing your identity. And I'm like, no, that's that's Janae. She only still follow me. It's crazy. But anyway, Janae, I will talk to you later. HBCU. They know just who we are. Post radio. All right, y'all. That is it. So overall, the episode was bad. Um, I just want things to be better, man. I honestly just really do. Grownish is better than this. I listed you off six episodes that I liked and why I liked them. They were relatable. They were funny. The topics made sense. It advanced the story. That's how I grade, I grade, you know, these episodes, right? This episode did not advance the story. It did not teach us anything the same way they said she learned about Marcus Garvey from watching Blackish. It didn't teach us anything. It didn't advance any cause. And it didn't comfort us. It didn't even really reflect our viewpoints really on TV because they were just regurgitating Twitter talking points. Grownish is bad, y'all, and I and I just don't understand why you know these folks like really like it, and I I know that we're pretty much in a silo, and like I know the HBCU folks are tired of it, and on Twitter like that's their favorite show, they love them some Diggy, they love them some Yara, but it just has to be better. But overall, what I want to end off on is this: I want to be different. So, in in lieu of ABC possibly taking us down for doing this, and hopefully they 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 let us live. I want to play the clip from Hope again in its full form to end off the podcast. All right, and end off this broadcast because I just think that it was so powerful. And I want you all to head to Randall Barnes YouTube and watch. If you want to see that scene, head over to Randall Barnes's YouTube. That that's my personal YouTube. I dropped this when I was a freshman. In, at Fort Valley State University. And I did a commentary how black has proved that black lives matter. So I, I didn't just start doing this this year. I've been doing my little commentaries and all that for a minute. And my TikTok videos have been going up again, folks mad. But this one made a lot of races mad. Like I, I did a, a commentary how black has proved that black lives matter. Go find it. It's interesting. But I want to play as we leave out. I want to play for you this one minute and 46 second clip that I got five years ago of Anthony Anderson's monologue on hope and Obama on Blackish. All right. It's very powerful. And this is what I want to see on next week. So overall, thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure to follow me at Arthur Randall B. Make sure to, to subscribe to HBCU Pulse on YouTube and follow Pulse Radio 100 on YouTube, Instagram, on Twitter. It's Pulse Radio 100 on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. On YouTube, it's Pulse Radio. We have a lot more coming. And also, if you're a student entrepreneur, I need you to tap into the to the secure the bag spotlight where we're trying to spotlight student entrepreneurs. And we want to get some folks on to interview with me so we can we can spotlight, you know, their efforts and, you know, everything that they're doing and get love for their business and business and really promote their business. We can do business amongst each other in the HBCU community. So make sure to tap into that. But outside of that, that is it. Here is the clip from Blackish Hope, where Anthony Anderson talks about the hope that's always snatched away from black people and what he wants his children in the show to understand. Let's say they listen to the cops and get in the car. Look what happened to Freddie Gray. Yeah, and what if they make it all the way to the station? Mm -hmm. You remember Sandra Bland? And let's say they do make it to trial. Mm -hmm. 
You see where that gets us? Don't you get it, Bo? The system is rigged against us. Maybe it is, Dre. But I don't want to feel like my kids are living in a world that is so flawed that they can't have any hope. Oh, so you want to talk about hope, Bo? Obama ran on hope. Remember when he got elected? And, and, and we felt like maybe, just maybe, we got out of that bad place and made it to a good place. That, that the whole country was really ready to turn the corner. You remember that amazing feeling we had during the inauguration? I was sitting right next to you. And we were so proud. And we saw him get out of that limo and walk alongside of it and wave to that crowd. Tell me you weren't terrified when you saw that. Tell me you weren't worried that someone was going to snatch that hope away from us like they always do. That is the real world, Bo. And our children need to know that that's the world that they live in. You're listening to Pulse Radio with Randall and Shelby, the heart of the culture.